If you are a longtime listener to Walk in Truth, we could use your help. We are excited to announce we have the opportunity to broadcast on a new radio station. It's a daily program. We can be on every day like we are here, and we can be ministering to a whole new group of people. An opportunity that will help this ministry reach more people like you in Oahu, Hawaii. The door is open. The gospel's free. But the old saying is, someone's got to put in the plumbing. (laughs) Our mission with Pastor Michael's teachings is to equip listeners with God's Word in a way that helps them address today's issues, trends, and culture. In his spiritual workout plan, what is that spiritual workout plan? It's to heal. It's to get better. It's to pursue some things. And one of the things that you pursue is peace. But before we say yes to this opportunity, we could use your help. The price to broadcast on this radio station daily is $2,491 a month. Can you partner with us to reach people in Hawaii? Would you become a Walk in Truth partner today? Your financial commitment of at least $20 a month would help us reach this goal. That's about the price to go out and get a sandwich, a bag of chips, and a drink. We have until the end of September to raise these funds. If you become one of the 125 new partners, you'll be part of the team bringing God's truth to more people. If this ministry has been a blessing to you and you want to help us expand, we could use your help. That means four people would have to make a commitment each day until the end of September. Would you be one of the four now? Please begin your partnership today by calling 844-48-TRUTH. Thank you so much to all of our partners, all of our listening family, all of our new listeners. We love you. Begin your partnership today by calling 844-48-TRUTH. That's 844-48-TRUTH. Or visit walkintruth.com. Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and our ministry when you visit walkintruth.com. Now here's Pastor Michael's teaching in Hebrews chapter 12, verses 18 through 29, the mountain of mercy. Today's message is the mountain of mercy, the mountain of mercy. Christianity is about coming near to God. Christianity, as you have said to many of your friends, is not really about religion, it's about relationship. It's about approaching God through Jesus Christ. And the book of Hebrews has really been a book about the superiority of Jesus Christ. He is superior to angels. He is superior to Moses. He is superior to Aaron. He is superior to the law, and he is superior to every other thing. And his superiority connects the superiority of the new covenant to the old covenant. It is superior in every way. And the writer of Hebrews is addressing now a group of people, this little Hebrew church in the first century that's under pressure. We've talked about that pressure. The pressure to return to the synagogue. The pressure to return to the law. The pressure of familial... uh, Voices saying that Jesus, he's not going to do it. He's not the way. He's not the Messiah. Come back to the temple. Come back to the sacrifices. Come back to Moses. Come back to Sinai. And so the writer will say, no, if you are tempted to fall back today, do not fall back to Sinai. You must keep marching to Zion. Because Sinai is full of wrath. It's full of law. It's full of fear. 
It's a place of trembling and a place where the voice of God thunders, a place where the glory comes down and there's darkness and cloud and whirlwind and gold veins of lightning, a place where the mountain cannot be touched, where no one by the law can ascend the hill of the Lord. Because through the law comes the knowledge of sin, says Paul. The law has become our tutor to what? To drive us to Jesus Christ. But this was the very real temptation of this early Jewish church was to go back to the law, to go back to the inferior rather than the superior, to go back to the shadows as we've talked a lot about uh, instead of the fulfillment and the reality which is Jesus Christ. And here is the backdrop of what we have ahead of us. These are some of the more uh, tremendous verses in the book of Hebrews, though it is filled with incredible stuff. There are uh, incredible lessons here for us. And before we go further, we need prayer. Father, thank you. I know I need prayer. I need your power and anointing. And Father, I know your saints are here because they're hungry to know you better. They're hungry to see you. They're hungry to come boldly to the throne of mercy and grace, to find what they need, to find it in the face of Jesus, and to know that there's really only one mountain to which we come. It's the mountain of mercy. But the alternative for the unbeliever, the alternative for the one who tries to uh, achieve righteousness by the works of the law, by self-performance, by thinking they're good enough, is it's not gonna, they're not going to make it, Lord. And so I pray that you would show us that clearly, but I pray you'd also encourage the saints as they march towards Zion, that you're for them, that you're the author and perfecter of their faith, that you can encourage them along this road to throw off every weight and the sin which so easily weighs them down and entangles, and that they would march again strongly to the beat of the drummer of the Holy Spirit, to keep in step with the Spirit and to bring you glory, and to look to Zion, and to keep that focus in, the, uh, in their eyes, uh, the, the uh, focus of their minds, so that they will not become weary of doing good, Lord. That they know that they will end up there one day in the company of angels, of spirits of uh, righteous men made perfect, and especially of Jesus, of seeing God face to face. So many incredible things ahead. And so I pray you'll encourage us today and lead us by your Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, as we saw a few weeks ago, we talked about the discipline of God. And we talked about responding to discipline. And uh, as we move through chapter 12, we saw that uh, the encouragement from the writer here is to strengthen, verse 12, the hands that are weak and the knees that are feeble, to make straight paths for your feet so that the limb which is lame may not be put out of joint, but rather be healed, to pursue peace, to pursue holiness, 14, to not come short of the grace of God by letting bitterness spring up in your heart and causing trouble and uh, by it defiling many, 15. The face that the writer put to that imagery was Esau. Esau sold out his birthright, that which he... Uh, would inherit as the firstborn. He gave it up for his carnal pleasure in a moment, for a bowl of stew. But that whole incident kind of summed up who he was. He did not concern himself with spiritual things, but more with material and carnal things. And so the writer says, don't be like Esau. Key word, he was a godless person, 16. 
he sold his own birthright for a single meal. For you know that even afterwards, when he went back after it was all said and done, and he desired to hear, inherit the blessing, 17, he was rejected. Isaac said to him, man, I've already blessed your brother, and I can't take it back. He's going to be blessed. For he found no place. Here's a key word for repentance. Though he sought it, he sought for it with tears. I don't think his tears were tears of I was wrong to, uh, to diminish the value of my birthright. I think it was more like my brother got the best of me and I lost out. And now we move into chapter, uh, excuse me, into verse 18 of chapter 12. As the writer now exhorts this early church for you, uh, this is Hebrews 12:18. have not come to a mountain that may be touched. And you might want to write in your notes or in the margin there, you have not come to a physical mountain. The physical mountain of Sinai is going to be contrasted with the spiritual mountain of Zion. And we'll talk more about that. You have not come to that mountain, 18, that may be touched and to a blazing fire and to darkness and gloom and whirlwind. Now I want you to hold your finger in Exodus and go back to, excuse me, in Hebrews and go to Exodus Hold Hebrews 12 and go to Exodus. You want chapter 19. Now the children of Israel have been saved from the Egyptian bondage by God's mighty hand, Genesis and then Exodus, second book of your Bible. And they've been brought out. You are aware of the ten plagues. God says, Moses, this is going to be a sign for you at the original calling of Moses, Exodus 3. You and the people of Israel will come and worship me on that on this mountain where God originally appeared in the burning bush. The bush was on fire. Remember the scene? The thorn bush was on fire, yet not consumed. A picture of Israel in the furnace of affliction, yet not consumed. The voice came out of the midst of the bush, and we are told it was the voice of the angel of the Lord. I believe Jesus. And the idea here is because it came out of the midst, uh, in essence, he was saying, I'm with the people even though they're suffering. I am with you, and I'm going to send you uh, to deliver the people. And so they moved out of Egypt and they came to the wilderness of Sinai and they were to go to worship the Lord. This is just uh, about three months after their departure, two, three months. So Exodus 19.1 says, In the third month, after the sons of Israel had gone out of the land of Egypt on that very day, that very day, they came, Exodus 19.1, into the wilderness of Sinai. When they set out from Rephidim, they came to the wilderness of Sinai and camped in the wilderness. And there Israel camped in front of the mountain. That's Mount Sinai. And Moses went up to God, verse 3, And the Lord called to him from the mountain, saying, Thus you shall say to the house of Jacob, and tell the sons of Israel. Now, Moses is kind of the mediator of this first covenant. He goes up. He's the go-between between Israel and God. And he says this, you yourselves have seen, this is the message, what I did to the Egyptians. How I bore you on eagle's wings and brought you to myself. A beautiful picture of God and how he bears even us on his uh, wings. Now then, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, this is the Mosaic covenant now, the conditional covenant. If you'll do this, I'll do that. Not the Abrahamic covenant. Remember, the Abrahamic covenant earlier in the book of Genesis was all about God. Abraham, remember, was asleep. It was only God who passed through the pieces of the animal. It was an unconditional covenant. But the Mosaic covenant, and big word just means the covenant with Moses, or through Moses, I should say, was conditional. If you keep my covenant, verse 5, then you shall be my own possession. New King James says, a special treasure to me. 
among all the peoples, for all the earth is mine. And you shall be, verse 6 to me, this is what Israel was supposed to be to the world, a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words that you shall speak to the sons of Israel. So now Moses has got the message. So Moses came and he called the elders of the people and he set before them, verse 7, all the words which the Lord had commanded him, eight. And all the people answered together and said, all that the Lord has spoken, we will do. Now if you've read your Bible, you know they didn't do it. They had good intentions. Yes, we'll do that. Yes, I'll clean my room, whatever. But they didn't follow through. And so commitment and following through is one of the defining characteristics of our lives. You can say everything until the cows come home, but if you show up and do what you're supposed to do, if you let your yes be yes, that's what it's about. And so uh, Moses presents it. The people say, yeah. And Moses brought back the words of the people to the Lord. Hey, Lord. And I don't think he said, hey, Lord. (laughs) But he said, the people have agreed. They said, we're going to do it. We're going to keep the covenant. And the Lord said to Moses, and he's about to give, remember Exodus 20 is when he gives the Ten Commandments. And the Lord said to Moses, behold, I shall come to you. Here's how he's going to come and deliver the commandments that they uh, are saying they're going to keep. I'm going to come to you in a thick cloud, verse 9, in order that the people may hear when I speak with you and may also believe in you forever. And then Moses told the words of the people to the Lord. The Lord also said to Moses, verse 10, Go to the people and consecrate them today and tomorrow and let them wash their garments. This is preparation to meet God. This is uh, being ceremonially clean and being ready to deal with the awesome presence of God. And so he says, wash their garments. Let them, key phrase, be ready. People get ready. Jesus is coming. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. If you are a longtime listener to Walk in Truth, we could use your help. We are excited to announce we have the opportunity to broadcast on a new radio station. It's a daily program. We can be on every day like we are here, and we can be ministering to a whole new group of people. An opportunity that will help this ministry reach more people like you in Oahu, Hawaii. The door is open, the gospel is free. But the old saying is, someone's got to put in the plumbing. (laughs) Our mission with Pastor Michael's teachings is to equip listeners with God's Word in a way that helps them address today's issues, trends, and culture. In his spiritual workout plan, what is that spiritual workout plan? It's to heal. It's to get better. It's to pursue some things. And one of the things that you pursue is peace. But before we say yes to this opportunity, we could use your help. The price to broadcast on this radio station daily is $2,491 a month. Can you partner with us to reach people in Hawaii? Would you become a Walk in Truth partner today? Your financial commitment of at least $20 a month would help us reach this goal. That's about the price to go out and get a sandwich, a bag of chips, and a drink. We have until the end of September to raise these funds. If you become one of the 125 new partners, you'll be part of the team bringing God's truth to more people. If this ministry has been a blessing to you and you want to help us expand, we could use your help. That means four people would have to make a commitment each day until the end of September. Would you be one of the four now? Please begin your partnership today by calling 844-48-TRUTH. Thank you so much to all of our partners, all of our listening family, all of our new listeners. We love you. Begin your partnership today by calling 844-48-TRUTH. That's 844-48-TRUTH. Or visit walkintruth.com.
We'd love to see who's listening. So please connect with us on Facebook or Instagram. Just do a search for Walkin' Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance right here on Walkin' Truth. And may also believe in you forever. And then Moses told the words of the people to the Lord. The Lord also said to Moses, verse 10, Go to the people and consecrate them today and tomorrow. And let them wash their garments. This is preparation to meet God. This is uh, being ceremonially clean and being ready to deal with the awesome presence of God. And so he says, wash their garments. Let them, key phrase, be ready. People get ready. Jesus is coming. Soon we'll be going home. Let them get ready for the third day. For on the third day, the Lord will come down on Mount Sinai, the mountain of law, in the sight of all the people. And you shall set bounds for the people all around, saying, Beware that you do not go up uh, on the mountain or touch the border of it. Whoever touches the mountain shall surely be put to death. So mountain, uh, so Moses went to the craftsmen and they made a bunch of signs and it said, Beware of God. Have you seen those signs? No, they're something different today. But There were borders put up and they were told, don't even touch the mountain. The powerful presence of God is coming down. Now Christianity, through Christ, is about approaching God. It's about a personal relationship. We're told, come boldly to the throne of grace. But on Sinai, you can't even touch the mountain. You cannot ascend the hill of the Lord because God is holy. And righteous, and if you come to him on the basis of the law, you don't cross the border. You cannot even look upon the Lord. If you looked upon the Lord in his full glory, you would die. And so the warnings are put all over. Whoever touches the mountain, beware. They're going to be put to death. And whoever touches the mountain, 13, no hand shall touch him. The implication seems to be that they would be so overwhelmed with the glory of God that if someone touched them, they would die too. And so the command here is you shall surely, uh, he shall surely, the one who's touched the mountain or touched him who touched the mountain, be stoned or shot through. And the implication here is from a distance. Whether beast or man, even if an animal crosses the border and touches that mountain, he shall not live. When the ram's horn sounds a long blast, and think of the second coming, because Jesus is coming with the trumpet of God. When the ram's horn sounds a long blast, they shall come up to the mountain and approach this sacred, sacred uh, uh, situation as God comes down. The law can only take you to the boundary. The law can only take you to the foot of Sinai, but you cannot cross the border. Through the law comes the knowledge of sin. As I said earlier, uh, the law is a schoolmaster to do what? To drive me to Christ. Most Americans today have what I will call the good person syndrome. You talk to them about Jesus and you say, you know what, Jesus claimed to be the way, the truth, and the life, and no one's coming to the Father but through Him. And they will say to you, uh, but I think I've been a good person. I, I, I think I've done enough good things. And, and what you have to deal with when you have someone who is proud that way is you have to give them the law. And you have to tell them, okay, so what you're saying is you want to approach God on Mount Sinai? See, only two options. It's either Sinai or Zion. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm going Zion. I'm, I'm marching to the mountain of mercy through Jesus Christ. I don't want to face the God of Sinai. I don't want to face the God of law. I don't want to try to stand before him and, and 
plead my case because I know that I've put other gods before the God of the Bible. I know that I've made idols. I know that I've taken his name in vain. I know I've dishonored my parents at least some point in my life. I know I've coveted. I know I've stolen no matter what the value of the object. I know that I have had times when I hated someone and it wasn't right. I've done all of those things and not once but over and over again. And even if they weren't on the outside where people could see I've done them on the inside. And God not only looks at the outside, he knows the heart and he knows the motivation. And so part of the purpose of the Sermon on the Mount, when Jesus said, be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect, he was trying to say of the Pharisees, look, you've got the outward thing down, but you have not kept the law. Outside, you clean the outside of the cup, but inside you're full of what? Dead men's bones. You're you're like whitewashed sepulchers. You paint the outside, but inside it's dead. It's corrupting. And God knows, despite how the outside looks, what's on the inside. And so why the law then? Galatians 3.19. It was added because of transgressions having been ordained. We'll talk about that in a moment. Through angels by the agency of a mediator until the seed should come to whom the promise had been made. And the seed is Christ. Romans 7, 7 says, what shall we say then? Is the law sin? May it never be. On the contrary, I would not have known, uh, come to know what sin was except through the law. For I would not have known about coveting if the law had not said, you shall not covet. And so when I see the law, when I see Sinai, I see the reason that Jesus came and lived the perfect life for me and laid down his life and fulfilled the law. Up on Sinai, Psalm 68:17 says, The chariots of God, speaking of His great heavenly host, are myriads, thousands upon thousands. The Lord is among them at Sinai in holiness. It appears that heaven came down that day. Not only did God come on the mountain, but angels, myriads of angels were up on Sinai. And you know how angels radiate, and there was smoke, and there was whirlwind, and there was lightning, and thunder, and earthquake. And it was an awesome scene, but it was a terrifying scene. Imagine, put yourself there. Imagine you're one of the people standing at the foot of the mountain. Famous line from Indiana Jones. You remember when he's looking down where the ark's supposed to be and there's a bunch of snakes there? And he says, why why did it have to be snakes? He throws the torch down there. And then his partner says to him, you go first. I think that would be our mentality on that day. Uh, Moses, go talk to him. You, you're the mediator. <laughs> Tell us what he says. So Moses went down from the mountain to the people. This is verse 14. And consecrated the people and they washed their garments. Kind of an outward washing should have been representative of an inward washing. And he said to the people, be ready for the third day. Do not go near a woman. This speaks of ceremonially being clean. And so it came about 16 on the third day when it was morning that there were thunder and lightning flashes and a thick cloud upon the mountain and a very loud trumpet sound so that, notice, all the people who were in the camp trembled. We'll see later that even Moses was trembling. Imagine if you were one of the people, that's one thing, but now put yourself in Moses' sandals. He's supposed to go up the mountain into the cloud. And he's human. Remember when he first got the call, he said, Lord, send somebody else. I don't have the ability. Now he's supposed to go up to the mountain and face the Lord among ten thousands of his holy ones. Deuteronomy 33, verse 2. And Moses brought the people out of the camp to meet God, 17. And they stood at the foot of the mountain. Turn over to Exodus 20. Here's the reason why God appeared this way. Exodus 20, look at verse 18. 
Exodus 20 is the, tr- the chapter where you find the Ten Commandments found in verses 1 through 17. And all the people, verse 18, Exodus 20, perceive the thunder and lightning flashes and the sound of the trumpet and the mountain smoking. Exodus 20, 18. When the people saw it, they trembled and stood at a distance. Then they said to Moses, this is probably what we would say, speak to us yourself and we will listen. But let not God speak to us lest we die. They were afraid. You go talk to him. And Moses said to the people, do not be afraid. For God has come in order to test you and in order that the fear of him may remain with you. Notice this, so that what? You may not sin. You've been listening to The Mountain of Mercy, Part 1 on Walk in Truth. That's Pastor Michael's teaching in Hebrews, Chapter 12, verses 18 through 29. If you missed any part of today's program, Walk in Truth is on Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and many more podcast apps. Listen for free to Pastor Michael's teachings in more books of the Bible. And would you please tell a friend about Walk in Truth? We hope today's teaching will be a blessing and uplifting to someone you care about. Please encourage a friend or family member to listen to Walk in Truth on this station. If you're listening through your podcast app, please click the share button. Thanks so much for spreading the word about Walk in Truth. Now here's Pastor Michael with the final word. Well, we've been telling you about this opportunity in Oahu, Hawaii. And uh, I want to thank some new supporters of Walk in Truth. Thank you, Katie, from Southern California for becoming a monthly partner. I... I'm laughing because my kids make fun of the way I say California. <laughs> but thank you, Katie. We appreciate you. And want to thank Jonathan from Florida for donating a gift of $50. Uh, we've been telling you that we still need five monthly partners a day to commit to at least $20 a month so that we can expand. And I will tell you that we want to expand more than just to Hawaii uh, there are many more open doors for Walk in Truth, and finances do limit what we can do. They expand what we can do and limit. You say, Pastor Michael, why? Well, if you didn't know this, uh, we pay the radio stations to air this program, and the radio stations need to make their own money and pay their people, and so nothing is free. Some stations cost more than others, but in the end, what you give makes a difference because it opens up more doors for us to do the ministry. So think of it this way. If you are benefiting from Walk in Truth and you believe in it, and when you listen to it, it really helps your walk with Jesus Christ, well then think about somebody else. Think about another face that you could bless. And as you become a Walk in Truth partner, that's exactly what happens. You are funding the opportunity for the Word of God to go out. And so that's the bottom line. And if you want to find out how you can help, go to walkintruth.com. That's walkintruth.com. And right there on the homepage, you're going to find out about the opportunity in Oahu, Hawaii. So I just want to tell you, if you've been thinking about it, it would be a huge blessing for us to see more people give And you can do that once again when you go to walkintruth.com. Lord willing, we'll see you right here tomorrow. Please begin your partnership today by calling 844-48-TRUTH. That's 844-48-TRUTH. Or visit walkintruth.com. And join us tomorrow for part two of Pastor Michael's teachings in Hebrews, chapter 12, verses 18 through 29, called 
the mountain of mercy. I'm Mike Massaro. On behalf of Pastor Michael Lance and Living Truth Christian Fellowship, thanks for listening to Walking Truth, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people.